0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Envision Greatness podcast with your host, Dylan Money, where we'll be chatting everything from fitness to business and mindset. On today's podcast, we have Nathan Collins. Now, Nathan is a personal trainer and online coach, and he's also a content creator. And actually, we've known each other for a couple of years. I was one of the first guests on his podcast, so I'm really, really excited to turn the tables and get him as a guest on mine. Now, it's a very, very interesting listen. We go into a range of different topics, and it's not all just to do with fitness. We chat about creating a healthy environment to grow your business, turning your struggles into strengths, talk about content creation, how to start within the fitness industry, and we talk quite a bit about self-development. And honestly, there are a lot of takeaway points from this and a lot that you can learn, even if you're not within the fitness industry. So just sit back, relax, and let's get into it. So, hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Envision Greatness Podcast, where we will be talking everything from fitness to business and mindset. So, today the guest that we have is Nathan Collins. Nathan is a one-to-one PT, an online coach, and also a content creator. So, today's going to be a really, really good episode. So, Nathan, if you want to just introduce yourself and just have a wee quick chat about what you do,
1: yeah, thanks to the name, mate, and honestly, like it's, it's a bit surreal coming on the other side of the podcast um which i i say all the time when i come on to someone's podcast but like it is weird because obviously i'm the one doing the intro honestly thank you so much for having me dude obviously uh myself and you we go back a couple of years i think you're one of the first guests on my own yeah, podcast exactly. and see yeah, man, it was it was it was epic, and um, obviously since then we've we've both grown as individuals and, and business-wise and stuff, which is really cool. But yeah, my, my name's Nathan Collins. I'm a personal trainer, online coach, and content creator. Uh, I've been in the industry since October two thousand seventeen. Uh, made the transition to online coach in two thousand nineteen, uh, and just steadily steadily growing my social media. And um, yeah, man, that's basically me to a T. That's it.
0: (laughs) So obviously you said that you've been into personal training for quite a while now. What made you want to become a personal trainer?
1: Yeah, dude. So going back to East Start in 2017, um, I was training to become a teacher. Uh, I graduated from university. My goal was to be a teacher in a primary school. Just didn't really enjoy it. I was in London. So obviously I come from Ipswich originally. Uh, moved to London to do it and it just wasn't what I wanted so the main kind of reason that like I want to be a PT and obviously I would never kind of picture where I am now to when I was then because I don't think I really found the accounts or the people to really understand what PT was about yeah but for myself it's for multiple reasons Uh, first it was a passion for gym for fitness uh, for the improvement of my health secondly obviously because I had a background of helping other people Um, I had a background in coaching, obviously I was teaching, um, being around people, I kind of had that element of um, just kind of, I had those kind of people skills that I knew that to combine those, that that's kind of why I wanted to go into into personal training. From a business point of view, like I'd always always want to be self-employed, and I know that sounds really stupid and really silly saying that now, but like I always kind of picture myself being self-employed or have my own business. I just never knew what that was going to potentially be doing, um, and obviously, like obviously, they all all go together fantastically well.
0: Yeah, no, perfect. So it's interesting there that you said that you were first studying to be a primary school teacher. What, what made you want to do that? Obviously, you say you have a passion for helping people. So that is going to be one of them. But what made you want to do that? And what, what was your realisation? Or when did you realise that you didn't want to do it anymore? Do you know what, Dylan? I think it was mainly because that's just the way
1: that I was going with my life. Like, I'll be honest, and we'll, we'll talk about this later and in terms of kind of content creating. But I'm not an academic. Like, I, I didn't really listen too much in school. And that's partly my fault. Um, and I just got into coaching, you know, with uh, football teams. I got into um, helping other people, and my main aim was okay, I'm just gonna somehow get through A levels, um, be able to get in some kind of university, and I'll just go down that route, whether it's kind of coaching or teaching. My t- um, my sister was actually a teacher. She's a she's a um, uh, year one primary school teacher. And I, I partly think, and I, my mum, we, we talk about it sometimes now, that they just kind of wanted the best for me and, and, and I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. So it was that kind of safe option to go for. And obviously there's no disrespect to teachers or anything like that because obviously they, they do a fantastic job and it's a fantastic career. But I just felt for me personally, it was just like, okay, Nathan, like, we're just going to go down that teaching route. You know, you, you'll be fine. You, you have a, a fantastic career. Financially, we'll be quite stable. Um... And I, I just think it was one of those things which just clicked and I was like, oh, "Ah, no, I've, I've got to pull out. And that was the perfect time for me to pull out. Like at Easter, it gave me six months to really uh, get my qualification, which obviously qualification doesn't mean shit. It just gets you into a gym uh, and work by stealth and, and, and get my career going, which, um, yeah, man.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You kind of led me into what I was going to ask next was when you said that obviously your sister is a teacher as well. I was going to ask, do you think that, it was just kind of a, the direction that your parents and your family wanted you to go rather than a direction that you wanted to go. So do you feel as if your family had a big influence in you doing that and it wasn't really something you wanted to do?
1: It's a difficult one, mate, because obviously like now I'm so much into self-de- self-development, mindset, you know, being the best version of yourself, always improving, have an opinion, working on yourself. Whereas back then I, I didn't, I was, I was a floater mate. I was just like, <laughs> I was just going through life and you know, I was at the age of what, 21, 22. And I was just like, I'm not doing anything with my life. And, and again, there's no disrespect there at all. In regards to my parents, I don't think, I, I just think they didn't expect too much of me. And I just think they thought that having a career in the teaching industry, you know, you can slowly in, in, increase your pay, you can, you can take that whichever way you want to. Um, the, I was going to go more into kind of PE teaching, so obviously have the sport as well, and I think they just have the best interests at heart for myself, and obviously when I spoke about person training with them, their first thought was like, oh, like there's no money in that, or that's not yeah. a career, which is most people's thoughts, uh, little do they know, and obviously I, I talk all the time about social media and platforms and opportunity, it's slowly starting to like come around now and they don't know that like but that that's just their mentality that's their mindset of just get a good career get a good job and, and you're sorted you're fine um but yeah I didn't want to go down that route
0: yeah do you do you find this is just kind of a going a little bit off topic but do you find that you're that obviously you're saying that with the content creating and it's like Parents don't really understand it. Like I know from my perspective, when I was 19, I ended up putting myself in debt when it came to personal training. The business just wasn't going well, but I wasn't doing well, if that makes sense. So I wasn't actually putting the work in. And I can remember my dad, I can remember it like it was yesterday. My dad said, when are you going to realize you failed and it's never going to work? And when are you going to get a real job? Do you think, but now my parents kind of see the growth so they understand it. Do you find your parents now understand where you were coming from back then? (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. I I still don't think, (laughs) bless them, man, they're
1: they're the start of the 60s. They don't quite, I still don't quite understand. I think what's changed the most is a level of admiration. I I think more, I think they thought I was away with the fairies a little bit and yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get my money this way. I'm going to, but I, I just think they, yeah, they, they, they do they do appreciate it. And, and you know, they, they they, say how proud they are of myself, which obviously is, as a son is, is the best thing to hear. And obviously they applaud the way that I've slowly kind of improved my business. But like I said, I think it's more an admiration. I still go back home and not necessarily my parents. But like, I still get some questions like, um, oh, how would you ever think about going into teaching and uh, back into teaching? Or did you make the right decision? And questions like this and, I think because people, because I go to someone and, and someone asks me, what do you do as a job? And I'm, my first thought, which I'm slowly starting to change now is, is I'm a personal trainer. And because people's first thoughts with personal trainer is, yeah, you don't you don't make much money. Well like little do they know that like my main income is like online coaching, obviously like um, social media, hopefully in the next couple of years, like things will start opening up. So it's it's a really, really odd one, but I just think it's our generation, if you're 25, maybe 30 and below, you understand it completely. But I just think if you're above my sister and brother, their early thirties, they still don't completely understand it. And I think it's just one of those acceptance things. I think I just get it. And that's why I moved away from my hometown with no disrespect to my family or anything like that. Just undo me. That's, that's what it comes down to. I want to do me. I want to be the best version of myself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like I I resonate with that so much. And I feel as if, so many of the listeners will resonate with that. I would, one thing I would just say to anybody listening to it is if you, if you do have a passion for something that people in your family don't really understand, just go out and do it and also just jump on social media, find people that are going to be like-minded. Just go on Instagram, type in a hashtag of photography and message 50 people into photography like, and build a, build a good like base of friends around it from there. Um, Do you have anything to add to that, Nathan?
1: Mate, absolutely spot on. I think, like, obviously, like, when I said about away with the fairies, a lot of people just jump straight into personal training, online coaching, and they think it's going to be this thing where, okay, within a year, I'm going to have a business. I'm going to have this amount of people working myself. Like, I think when it comes to the parents, I think if you can kind of get that level of understanding where they're coming from, but at the same time putting your foot down a little bit and be like, actually. Like just trust me. Just, just trust me. What I'm going to do, and have some. And we'll, I will talk about that in a second in terms of having like a long-term vision and and what you can do in the short term. But I, I think as long as you kind of meet it in the the most positive way possible, and as long as you can kind of without screaming, shouting, and and trying to get your ideas across, if you could try and help them understand it'll put yourself and your ease, that at, at possible as, as, as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That that's kind of a obviously that's one struggle that you can deal with and that kind of takes me on to the next takes me on to the next part um obviously through growing your business over the years what struggles or have you faced any struggles during this time growing your business and if you have could you just expand a little on them
1: i think the main thing that and it's fine to say that you struggled with it because at the end of the day it is a bit of a learning curve at the same time but as I touched on earlier in terms of the qualification, the, the qualification doesn't mean shit. Like it's just a piece of paper to enable you to work at a pure gym, to work at another leisure centre, to work wherever. Like the skill, there are no skills that you learn there. So I think the biggest struggle that I had to begin with was trying to balance everything and try and work out how exactly to establish myself in the industry. I think there was a, there was a stat that, I think sixty percent of people that have been um, that get their qualification, person training, drop out within like the first yes, two or happens. three months, or something ridiculous. It has probably changed by now. It's probably even higher. But it's it's. We talk a lot about mental health in this world right now. How scary is it that you can just go into an industry that you have no idea about, and suddenly you have to learn about sales. You have to learn how to design your own website. You have to learn how to Print, like leaflets you have to learn how to um, have a consultation how to showcase and, and produce a, a session alongside trying to make some kind of income to live is a scary scary thought so it, I'll be silly to say like it's, uh, it's absolutely fine to have a struggle with, with that to begin with if you keep persistent with it and you, and like you said, when you said about reaching out to other people, that's one of the best things you can do. You, you learn from the people, you reach out, you seek help. And then that struggle eventually becomes like a, a strength but that definitely is, is a massive one. And and that's why on like my social media now, obviously my main goal is obviously to help as many people as possible trans transform their physique fat loss muscle gain but on a side note. Like if I can help in any way in regards to social media, you know, I do some YouTube videos on it as well, because like, that's the videos that I would find useful when I first started in my six months, if I want to use those platforms, you know, there's, like, there's no kind of help from, from that point of view. At the end of the day, it's a business and you get chucked in the deep end and it's scary, mate, it's scary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're Like you say, you've, you've hit it nail on the head. Um, I would also say it's good for people to show vulnerability as well. So, like, you are very open with that. A lot of people aren't, aren't too open about showing their weaknesses because they find that it's, as you say, going to be a weakness. But really, when you open up and show people, it, it really becomes a strength because nobody can look at it in a negative, negative way. So like, obviously that's a few struggles that you've had. So for someone coming into the fitness industry, what three bits of advice would you give them?
1: So the the first two, I'd split them up between um, short term and long term. So the first piece of advice I would give would just take a massive step back and actually ask yourself, why do you want to be in the industry? Like what impact are you gonna have? Are you doing it for the right reasons or because you just, you know you like going to the gym and you just want to and obviously that's fantastic if you have a passion for the gym but it's more than that you've just got to really kind of understand so the first bit of advice would just be just take a step back have a think about it why do you want to be in the industry the second one will be long term so you've got to you can never really think about where you're going to be in the next year three years five years because shit changes like can i swear on you by the way
0: yeah yeah sure mate hi i (laughs) agree.
1: Um shit changes, like things happen, but I think you've got to have some kind of vision. Like for myself personally, Easter 2017, that's been three years now, where I'm at the moment, is kind of roughly where I, I expected myself to be in regards to established person trainer. Obviously COVID 19's kind of put a, a slight pause to that. Um got into online coaching, you know, social media, like everything's kind of gone the way that I wanted to. So you've got to have some kind of vision and understand as well it is a business and if you just want to be a one-to-one person trainer for your rest of your life you know you've got to do everything possible to be the standout personal trainer in that industry and you've got to learn you've got to educate you've got to find ways of being better um if you want to go down the online route then you've got to start putting things in place that that make you excel at online coaching yeah. The absolutely. third thing I want to kind of talk on is obviously like I've spoken there in terms of standing out. I think not just person training, online coaching, content creating, you've got to really stand out. Like you always hear stuff like what makes you different from someone else. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily need to be your personality, it doesn't necessarily need to be your look. It's just how you kind of uh, approach things, how you showcase things. You know, at the end of the day, there's a million different fat loss coaches out there. But what do you offer? Like, what is your style? What's your technique? Um, and again, that kind of applies to point number two, when I said about long-term. You've got to see what sort of coach you're going to be, what sort of training you're going you're to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're, for anybody that is coming into, not even just the fitness industry, just any type of industry where you're having to kind of be self-employed and go at it on your own to start with, there are three spot-on points and very, very good takeaways. You mentioned there that you do YouTube as well. One thing I want to ask is, with YouTube, did you decide to do that because you have a passion for that and content creating, or did you do that to start with more because you thought there would be monetary value down the line? Um, great question. The, the, the first,
1: I, I don't know when it was that I decided to do YouTube. Again, it was one of those things going back to the short-term point I made. It wasn't just like a, oh, I fancy making a YouTube channel. That would be fun. Yeah. I think that was when I was in prep. So my first video was my like welcome video and i think it was like to document my prep in 2018 and then the idea from there was to then carry on and, and try and make it as educational platform as possible um because obviously i'd already already been on instagram i think that's the only really platform i was using at that time like instagram and obviously i just thought it would be another kind of side kind of hustle or such to make youtube videos I don't think even though the idea of having a thousand subscribers and earning a 10 P a video did kind of warm to me a little bit. I don't think yeah. that was ever the main reason. Obviously I could sit here and be like, Oh, I'd love 50 K subs. And and I'm so far away from that, but I'd love 50 K subs and, and get some sort of um, monetization as such. But I just think the main reason was just like, just to have another kind of platform to use. And I really like the idea of creating content and, and back then when I thought about creating content and learning, it has kind of developed the way that I want to because now I absolutely love editing. I love learning about new skills. I love um, anything to do with social media. It's actually a little bit sad, to be honest. Um, but it's not, it's not necessarily the likes and the followers when you think of social media. It's like the creativity and doing something that's in line with a trend, but then your own kind of style. That's yeah. what I love. Yeah, yeah
0: you, You've just led me right into the next one. Obviously, from what you've just said there, you can see that you clearly enjoy um, creating content. What kind of got you into it? So what got you into creating content to start with? Obviously, through social media, to start with, it was to build your business. But for anybody that goes on to Nathan's YouTube or his Instagram, which I will link down in the description, you can see that there is a very specific style to it and it's aesthetically pleasing. Now, yeah, so why? Why? what made you want to make like take the next step and kind of level up your content creation um yeah
1: I I think it was like when I when I first started Instagram like 2017 2018 that's probably like I wouldn't say amateur days but like I didn't really know what I was doing and I think even though the platform was kind of growing I wasn't potentially getting engagement or response into my coaching that I would have wanted so again I just took a massive step back and was like actually like I could create better content like better like thumbnails better pictures still have that actual post that people can uh, learn a lot from and kind of go hand in hand Um, and I think like from a content point of view like I know and probably people listening like they hear me like I'm not the most academic person I don't use the most fancy words like but I just have like a passion for content creating. I have a sl- slight kind of uh, style for it. And I can pick things up like that quite fast. I'm not necessarily artistic, um, but I'm, I'm slowly learning to to be as creative as possible. And um, yeah, and I I think sometimes I always just take a step back and think like, what do I want to see? And I try and create my content in that way. And, and I see people like, probably TM Cycles is probably the example that I, I talk about the most. TM Cycles, um Jamie Alderton, yeah. all of their kind of content creators all very unique to them. But then I love taking like little things from that. And it's so important to understand if, if guys are listening to this right now and they want to create content, like don't copy people. Like I had someone recently like do very similar posts to myself and like as flattering that as flattering as that is, it's like People can see that from a mile away. It's like TM cycles. I f- I see people like loads of people trying to do his style of videos or his style of posts. And it's like you, it's, um, the authentic approach takes, a, takes a, away from that. So the best thing to do is like just take little bits from other people and, and apply that to yourself. But yeah. And I just think over the time, just the content, i just, I love it, man. I love trying to create content. That's going to hopefully, provide some sort of value but i love the process at the same time i love how long it takes to create it and then finally you got this finished product whether it's podcast youtube instagram and it's cool as fuck man it's cool as fuck
0: yeah mate i agree 100 percent. one thing that i want to jump in on what you said there i'm going to kind of aim this back to personal training so for anybody listening a lot of you's probably have heard of gary Vee, and he's big up on um he's content creation and he has a quote that's document don't create and obviously it's he just means just get as much stuff out as possible and don't don't give a shit about what it looks like now I kind of disagree with that in a sense and obviously with you being a content creator I feel like you you would have a strong opinion on that as well so what's your opinion on that?
1: Yeah, that's like I spoke to you just before we started actually about Gary V's most recent like YouTube videos and stuff. And like Gary V is is the guy. However, I don't necessarily agree with that from a personal point of view. I got too caught up, and um, I didn't deal very well with having the thought of running the personal training business, running the thought, um, having the thought of running the online coaching business, and trying to get out as much content as possible, like. I never ever, and I I still struggle now, but like I never ever switched off. So his point of view is content, 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 which is fantastic. But I I do think like quality over quantity in the fitness industry, I'm talking about overalls because you want to stand out. And like I said to you you earlier, in terms of the value that you want to provide, you can write the most incredible Instagram post that so many people can learn from then if you haven't necessarily got the picture to go with it or like the video to go with it people aren't going to kind of watch it and if you haven't got the structure in place where people know when you're going to be posting and we can talk all day about things like that and there's there's some kind of style people won't read it and and that's what you want you want people to read what you what you do you want people to watch what you do that you people need to know when you're most active so I, I think with that and I know Gary Vee talks a lot about the, the Instagram feed. It's not a, uh, what was the word he used? It's, it's not like a, an art gallery or something like that. Yeah. And I know TM Cycles, he, he's one that disagrees highly with that, especially low key influences like people in the industry, because when you want, when someone clicks onto your profile, Instagram, YouTube, they want to be drawn to something and with whatever that is, you've got to make that work. So if you're producing content, 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 but then it's just all over the place it's like actually that's probably a little bit of regression in there rather than progression I don't know like it's it's not yeah what yeah. do you think? Uh,
0: I mean I agree with you as well like for me personally on mine that's one thing I have I do have to kind of a level up on is on my personal one I like to get quite artsy and have it do a bit of content creation but on my business one it's I'm more towards captions and doing informative stuff but I a hundred percent agree with you and I do have to start leveling up in that sense. Um, and it, like you say, it's better to, it's better to actually have like a full, a bit of a structure around your posts and what your certain uh, posts for certain days and not just having abs and ass on your fucking feed. Like that's just going to, one, it makes you look a bit self-obsessed to, you think it's aspiring for people but it's not really folk find it quite intimidating and three if you are looking to pt that's probably not the best way the best way really to go about it but like yeah i agree 100 percent. but how you were saying um obviously you're big up on it so i just want to ask quick fire round three bits of advice for anybody that's looking to create content
1: yeah, first one would be, like I touched on earlier, is, is, is don't copy others, learn from them. Like, don't don't be that guy or girl that just is copying the same stuff that you do. Like, just be be you. But at the same time, you know, explore other Instagram pages, explore YouTube, find what works, find like trends and, and bits and bobs and just apply them to yourself. Um, what's your message, like, in regards to fitness, or your specific page, it's like what are you trying to achieve? And like you don't always have to put like apply here for coaching at the bottom. Like if people like what you do, they're gonna click on your Instagram bio. Sometimes there's a nice you've seen YouTube videos where people are like make sure you subscribe I, I don't myself, make sure you just subscribe. It's because it's a friendly reminder and like that's fine. But like all the time it's like if people really want to uh, apply for your coaching, they would have heard about it and they would know exactly where to go. So just make sure you know what exactly your message is. Uh, and just be as creative as possible, but don't get too like knee deep into like things that are very, very difficult, like slowly, like work your way up. So if you have no kind of foundation, no kind of level, like just, you know, for example, like line space in, in an Instagram post or, um, making sure some of your pictures are portrait, not landscape on your, on your feeds. Like things like that, just learn those kind of things first before learning how to, I don't know, use Photoshop to create a really cool image for your YouTube channel, which is very, very important. But like, if you do it like a pyramid, like what's the most important thing, like the basics, and then just slowly work your your way up. And that's probably what I suggested. That was well quick for me. Normally I blab on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's all good. What I'm going to touch on is your your. Number Three, like talking about line spacing and getting to know the simples of instagram i 'm actually going to link down your video for your Instagram tips and hacks that you've just posted because it for anybody that 's just getting into instagram it's very simple and it 's very effective and it 's a really good video to watch so in the show notes, go and click on that and obviously make sure to subscribe to his channel but we're going to yeah. go back and touch up on self development so you said that now you're you 're obviously big up on self development and um, you've been obviously practicing it for quite a while more or less since you've been in um, personal training and started your own business and you're a very kind of a positive motivated person in your own opinion how important do you think self-development is not only from a business perspective but to grow as a person do you know what mate like it's massive
1: it's massive and I, I think it's not just like you said in business I just think it's how you and this is proper deep man but like it's how you approach life like I always see things in like me and my girlfriend, like we have deep chats about like loads of things, work, life, socializing, everything like that. I think from a self-development point of view, like you could have any scenario, and if your mindset's so strong, you, you deal with it. So like COVID 19 is a fantastic example, and obviously it's such a sad situation. And but if you just take a step back and, and see the way other people have dealt with the situation, everyone's different. Everyone's different. And a lot of that is obviously their personality, their their type, but a lot of it's like mindset. So some people would really, really struggle in, in this scenario. You know, some, some people will kind of be as proactive as possible as reactive and approach the situation, obviously like, okay, game on, like, what are we going to do? And obviously it's still, it's still a shit situation for everyone but like you develop from it and you learn from it. So it's so, so important. Myself personally, obviously something that I haven't touched on in the three years of being a personal trainer, I've, um, the first, the gym that I worked out to be in with uh, liquidated. Um, I had to re kind of start at a leisure center. When I say restart, I had to kind of restart my personal training business uh, at, at a leisure center. And then obviously this happened as well. So in three years of getting my first job, liquidating, having to rejoin, obviously COVID-19 leave. But I, you know, I don't necessarily like kind of sit home and, and cry. Obviously, it's a shit situation. But if your self-development's there, if your mindset, your mentality is there, like anything is possible. Um, it's a massive one, mate. It's a massive one.
0: So so far, because obviously I like we've obviously spoken about it before, that it's a massive thing, both of us are into it. And the people we surround ourselves with tend to be into self-development. But a lot of the listeners might not, might not be into it. So for, if you can, just give a few examples of self-development and what you can do to self-develop. Oh,
1: that's, that's a hard one. I don't necessarily want to give the wrong advice because obviously I myself i am um, different to anyone else potentially listening to this. I think the first thing that I want to say is like going back to. It sounds weird, but like going back to the point about in regards to long term vision. It's like where do you want to be, and understanding that like these struggles and these barriers are for a specific reason. So, like for myself personally, like I never used to be able to talk in front of camera. Like I really struggled. I never used to, to be fair, like when I first person trained, I used to get really shy to talk to someone face to face or talk about money. So like each time that kind of obstacle, that barrier sort of came up, I had to kind of improve the areas of my own self-development of like confidence, um, self-belief and actually taking a massive step back and kind of tackle it, tackle it head on rather than kind of like, I'll go into my shell and be like, actually no, I can't. I can't do that. Like, so going back to that point, it's like you have to kind of really see the long term vision and understand that you know shit like that does happen. I could easily go and work some or whoever's this is They could easily go and work somewhere else. That you know you, you kind of stay in your lane and you and you do the same things and and you get really good at them, which is fantastic. When you're in this kind of business, you have to you have to learn and. I think listening to podcasts, listen to other people, getting motivated, getting inspired, helps a lot. It really does.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you touched up there on podcasts. What other mm. methods do you use for self-development? Oh, do you know what, may Like what, in terms of um, platforms? So, no, not even just platforms. It could be anything from like audiobooks, reading, meditation, stuff like that. Is there anything else that you do other than podcasts to kind of uh, help yourself grow as a person? You
1: know what? Like, I'm not actually... I know this is something where people talk about self-development and they're into books and, and audiobooks and, and all of that. For me personally, I'm not actually into that. I would much rather listen to something that's very, very short, but then I can take a lot from. Yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong like self-development books and audiobooks are absolutely fantastic but that's why I said going back to the individual I don't want to s- sit here and be like oh yeah I'd really recommend this book or yeah I don't do that audiobook or, or anything like that so for me YouTubers is, is the one like I listen to a lot and, and watch a lot so from a self-development point of view it's not just like if I want to learn how to do something I listen to people's experiences I, I listen to people's opinions I listen to how people overcome stuff and like all different people, so I, I take a lot of information in, like in the morning like mornings is where I do my self development and obviously afternoons where I create content and do work and stuff um, but it's all over mainly youtube i'd say I, i've never really been into audiobooks from a paper book point of view theres a, there's a few books that i've 've read that have been pretty pretty decent, but I'd probably say youtube man I'd probably say youtube yeah
0: see that's interesting because for me for self development i've tried meditation, I enjoy meditation. I'm just not consistent with meditation <laughs> and it's, it's something that can, it's very, it's really hard really to kind of a stay on. And I, I do enjoy a good book, but audio books tend to be more my thing. But like you say, YouTube videos, if you are looking for just a quick 10, 15 minutes learning off of other people who are in different industries can d- definitely help, definitely help a lot. But obviously you said there that there's a few books that you've read that you would recommend. Um, is there, you got three that you would be able to recommend, books, audiobooks?
1: Mate, I actually wrote this down because I was going to forget the authors. <laughs> well, I've I written I I two down. Uh, the Power of Habit, Charles Duggig, I think his last name is. Yeah. That's the very first book, I think, I, I believe it is, that I, I read when I kind of moved to Chelmsford uh, and became a per, person trainer. And, and that was that stayed with me massively, like, in regards to if people go on my Instagram story and they, they will see a lot of kind of structure, routine, you know, that's been ever present since, I wouldn't just say it's because of that book, but like kind of really kind of imprinted in myself. So that's a big one. How to, I'm going to sound like a basic bitch here, but like how to win friends and influence people. Solid book, mate, solid. <laughs> <laughs> you do not
0: sound that, solid book.
1: It's, it's fantastic. And I took a lot from that in regards to my personal training business to how I would approach people, how I, how I would come across. Yeah, that's, that's a sound book. There's one that I actually need to re- reread again. I know a lot of people say, you know, rereading book, books is a, is a fantastic thing because you forget skills or things that you haven't picked up first that you can then implement yourself. Um, and the last one I couldn't really think of uh, another one is there's, there's been a few books that I've, I've read, but I actually like, it's not self-development books, but I've uh, read a book called Sapiens, which is about like... i started reading
0: it as well. It's, mate. Fucking blows your mind away.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, it's not necessarily a, a self-development book, but it's, um, you know, you talked about med- meditation. Like for me, it's like completely taking my mind off something and, and taking it somewhere else, which yeah. in some ways for a self-development point of view is is a sound thing. That's a good thing to to do that. Um so is that book but then i was just gonna i was just gonna say as well like find what what works for you like yeah if books aren't your thing which necessarily aren't, aren't mine unless it's a very very good book that i enjoy you know i found that just watching youtube listening to it when i'm washing up listening to it when i'm cooking is is fantastic for me
0: yeah anybody yeah. listening what you said there is highlight that that's a really good point like you see all these people on social media that are preaching all these books and they've read one book per week and that's the only way to develop it it's not there's there's many many ways out there and just trial and error try different ways and if it's not for you don't think that you failed in it try something else and you will eventually find you will eventually find the right the right way for you to develop as a person and to also develop in business now kind of that's everything I really wanted to cover but I asked a few questions on social media and we have three three pretty pretty good ones first one is do you prefer personal training or online coaching um
1: they both play the part like I I enjoyed both um I reckon from a business point of view I like online coaching better And I think that's because I can really get my head and I can control, I say control, that sounds quite aggressive, but like personal training for some people, obviously you can go in, you can delve into like online coaching, what it offers, but some people person training is just like that one hour a week or two hours a week and and they're fine. But I find online coaching, you know, the whole 24, seven contact, the check-ins, the training, the that every like everything that they do, they're learning from you on a on a daily basis. Yeah. From me, like my whole reason for getting into personal training is to help as many people as possible, and I think the online coaching definitely definitely does that.
0: Yeah, solid. The um second question we have, and um, very good question: What is the easiest way to learn about fitness if you can't afford a PT or a coach? Social media,
1: social media, I'd say like depend well, why I say social media, you've got you've got to make a, a decision and a fine line. Do you want to go down and this is no respect, do you want to go down like and learn from I wouldn't necessarily say some Gymshark athlete. You know what I'm saying, like without throwing <laughs> yeah. you under the bus. Oh, I mean, point. Um that kind of influences the Katie McDermott's in this world that, you know, just will do anything and, and they'll get people liking them. So you can either try like learn from from them which which is fine might not go too far or you learn from other people that provide fantastic content like you've got on their stories and they're answering questions and they're giving little tips and tricks and from that point of view it's it's fantastic and, and speaking to others and reaching out to other people
0: yeah so i agree 100 percent between social media even like youtube is probably probably very very good um you can even just even google in different studies and having a look into different things there's tons and tons of content but the last question that we've got before we end the podcast and i wanted to keep this one till last because i know we've discussed it before and we've both done it before what's your thoughts on competing competing is a, f- a fantastic
1: experience a very long tiring and maybe not necessarily worth the rewards, but from a mental point of view, fantastic. Me personally, I've I've done like a YouTube video on this, like I've come out and said that I personally won't be competing anymore. And that's the main reason I competed was two reasons. One, from a mental point of view and like really getting my teeth stuck into something. And of course it was fantastic. And the second point of, like the second reason I did it was at this time I was, what, nine months into like, being a PT. My goal was to go into online coaching, coach people to compete. Um, and obviously just the last six months, nine months, a year, I'd say I've just moved away from that. That's not my dem- demographic. So for me personally, there's n- why would I put myself into like that situation if I'm not necessarily, that's not my target audience. And obviously it's fantastic. Competing as well, I think when you get into the industry, you you think that you potentially have to and I maybe got stuck into that like I love bodybuilding, I love aesthetics um, but like you, you've got to dig deep for that man as, as you know full well yourself but I applaud anyone that does it and um, it's a fantastic sport just a very very long one and if you have a relationship, if you have friends, if you have a family it's so detrimental to that, so it, detrimental both,
0: both times I've competed, both times I ended up... <laughs> being single after it (laughs) so yeah I would say I I would say competing once is is good to see how you can push your body and where you can take yourself but if you enjoy food and beer mate nah it's not for you like if you you like if you like adding fitness into your lifestyle and not revolving around it competing is definitely definitely not for you but Mate, that's pretty much everything, and it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, just before we end, is there anywhere that, obviously, people can find you? So, any types of social media?
1: Yeah, so, um, as well as Instagram and YouTube, I have a TikTok page. I know some people are already thinking, oh, God, that's so cringy, but yeah, it's a mate, good platform, it's good. man.
0: <laughs> huh? It is a good platform. So, what's, is- your, what's your handles on all these platforms so I can link them so- down below?
1: Yeah, fantastic. So Instagram and um TikTok is Nathan Collins with two N's at the end. So Nathan, another N, Collins. Uh YouTube is Nathan Collins. And of course I have my own podcast, an insight into the fitness industry. Um and that's it, man. I think that's my platforms. Yeah, yeah that's that's me. that's me.
0: For anybody else listening, I would say would if you're in the fitness industry, I would recommend jumping on Collins podcast. He's got some extremely, extremely too well, all these guests are good, but two main standout ones to me are T.M. Cycles, if those of you have heard them heard of them, and also Phil Graham. That one I would, I would highly recommend listening. I'm actually going to link that one down below as well. But anyway, Nathan, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm sure I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for having me on, dude. Appreciate it. Let's see you soon, mate.